Hey everyone, just a quick note for today's episode for Patrick's show. Um, we did have a name correction. At one point we were talking about Bubba McFarlane and actually we went meant Booger McFarlane. So make that note. Here's today's episode with Patrick. All right, Patrick, happy new year. Sarah, happy new year. Happy new year. 2023, Patrick. Oh my God, going on like five years with this podcast. Another happy new year. My God, Patrick, we're still going to be doing this when I have my first facelift. My God, we're just, you know, <laughs> we're in this. I love it. Do they still call them facelifts? Mm-hmm. Like- they do it. Now they tell you you should have one when you're like 43 because they uh, work, yeah. which seems so young, doesn't it? Aren't you supposed to start Botox early or something? Right? Yes. Yes. Are you doing Botox? Well, I have done a lot of it, but you know, I'm trying to have another baby, so I can't do any oh. of it. I have to swearing yes. off all of it. Stay away from it. Yeah. 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 You know? I've done a lot of Botox. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. You look good. You don't have to. You don't have to. Thank you. I appreciate that. So 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, like, you I'm you, in the middle. Yeah. Middle. I shouldn't even say the middle. I am four days into a dry January. You, you're doing dry January? Are you really? Yeah. Totally committed. No kidding. Stop. Fully, I'm in 100%. Uh, yeah. Time to... Uh, what, what are you and Kristen going to do this weekend? No way. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> when... Uh, so we went to Savannah. We went to Hilton Head in Savannah and we got in uh, New Year's Eve uh, late, like 11 o'clock. And uh, we, you know, we went into the house with my uh, my daughter and, and her husband had a quick drink because their car was at our house. And, uh, and it was like 12, 10. And we're like, okay. They're like, we're leaving. Cause, you know, we traveled all day. And uh, they're getting in the car and they're like, all right, we'll see you February 1st. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> we're not even going to see like, you in January. Well, like, this is going to sound terrible, but what do you do if you don't drink? I don't understand these people. Like, I, I mean, listen, I get... You know, if you obviously, if you were, you know, you know, you know, you know, overdrank and you had to stop for, for, for those types of reasons, I totally understand that. But if, if, but it's, it's amazing it, to me. You guys don't see the thing like we don't drink anymore is because I, I'm like fuzzy even at two drinks now or three drinks. Like if I have three drinks the next day, so you like, don't I'm, drink at all anymore. No, I do, but with like okay. so much less than I, I mean, yeah, like, of course you got a young kid. You got to be coherent. You can't, yeah, you can't be true. stumbling in, you know, no, we just can't anymore. But yeah, I don't understand these people who make a conscious decision to not drink. But like, I will say, do? yeah, when Dan, when our kids are grown, oh my God, we're eating edibles every day, drinking all day. I mean, you know, but we, we got well, a ways to go. What do you do socially? Like, we're like, okay, what do we do Friday night? Play a board game. Well, I'm not playing a board game if I can't have a drink. Do we go out? No. Like, go to the movie. Go to the movies. Go, um. I guess. Don't go to the movies anymore? Okay. Uh, I I I do find you can. Can't you do all the same things without drinking? I mean, come on. Wow. All right. I'm basically not leaving the house until February 1st. Okay. Well, this will be. Well, I mean, I guess you can. We ordered some non-alcoholic beer. We'll see how it tastes. Probably terrible. Um, I'm also doing the uh, do fasting thing. For, you, how's that for, go? For 21 days. Well, I don't know. It's day four. Like, so I, you, you don't eat from 8 p.m. to noon the next day. How about Ozampak? Have you heard of Ozampak? <laughs> 
Is that the uh, diabetic drug? Yeah. And, you know, all the rich and famous people do that. And, yeah, you know, I, know. Yeah, I think yeah. you need to be I, You're kind well, of, you know, you're I, in that I level. Have a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend who is actually doing that. He claims he's a diabetic, but I'm not sure. He's like just over the margins or just under the margins. And he's I, lost like 35 pounds. So I'm like, or 40, whatever he's lost. And he says like, Oh, I look great. I've lost all this weight. I'm like, you're doing drugs. Like, just stop. You're doing drugs. And what are you going to do when you go off it? I, I have a, I have a. You'll gain it. You'll gain it all back. I know. I got Plus, a podcast sure friend doing it. I don't know it. how healthy it is or not to it's be not. like diabetic. I mean, listen, he, yeah, he's right at the margin. So technically he's uh borderline diabetic. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Good. You know, I, listen, I only need to drop like 15 and then. I could gain it all back. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, I you know, I think you look great. I will say, you know, you know, obviously with January, everyone tries to lose weight, and it lasts for two weeks, and then they're back to normal. You do feel healthier. What hundred percent? Yeah. Like I know it's only five days, but you know, you're right. When even if you have like two scotches, or if you have two glasses of wine. It just you don't feel the same, right? Or if you're totally. eating like you know crap, you know greasy food and do a scotch and whatever, and you just you don't feel the same the next day. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so doing that, um, that's it. All right. Well, you know we were off last week. Oh, we were. so much to talk about. Um, you know, so I'm, much. I'm not the. I mean, we're not going to get all to it today because. I have a heart out in, in about 36 minutes, okay. but um, we'll try to get to a lot of it. Well, a lot where, going on. You you start. Where do you want to go? Where do you, What do you want to talk uh, about? This? So we have a lot of political stuff to talk about, but I think we have to start with obviously what, what happened on uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, terrible, uh, just a terrible, terrible. Uh, I, I can't even describe what... Uh, wasn't it? You know, you know, I'm not the biggest so, sports fan. My husband right, yeah. watches sports 24 seven. So of course the game was on. So the game was on and actually I didn't see it. I was, um, my wife and I were watching the end of, um, we were watching the last two episodes of Jack Ryan. Oh yeah. Okay. She got a text from a friend who said they think a player just died on the field. So Damar Hamlin, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, number three, um, defensive back made a tackle about five minutes left in the first quarter. It was seven, three Bengals. Not that that matters. Uh, and you know, and again, total speculation, absolute speculation. Looked like he got hit in the chest with the helmet of the running back goes down a play. You see a hundred times in a game gets up, collapses backwards. So, you know, apparently they had to do, uh, they had to resuscitate him. He, you know, uh, state uh, official word came out that he did. His heart stopped on the field. They had to resuscitate him through. We're not sure a combination of, of certainly um, CPR, potentially defibrillation and or medication. Uh, so he was on the field for 16 minutes, ambulance. Uh, so right now he's in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital. Uh, don't know any more than that. Don't know, you know, does he have brain function? Does he not? So they initially, uh, 
And again, this is a big controversy now. So initially ESPN obviously was broadcasting the game and Joe Buck, who used to be with Fox said, the NFL said they're going to resume in five minutes. They've been given a five minute. So, you know, after he left the field and everything, I mean, players were crying, emotional. They're watching their, their friend, oh. their player be resuscitated on the field. So traumatic, Very traumatic, right? Um, the NFL has since denied that they said that they had uh, told or informed the teams that start the clock five minutes. ESPN has since come out and Joe Buck has since come out and said, stand by her reporting. NFL oh. said five minutes. Uh, so I don't know, but. Oh, please, you know, come on. They're going to throw Joe Buck under the bus. A hundred and well, They don't listen, give Joe, a damn Joe, about ESPN. Listen, Joe Buck's been around too long. Of course. Too much of a, of a reputation. You know, they're not going to throw Joe Buck under the bus. So um, looks bad on the NFL. They did temporarily suspend the game. And then at some point about okay, 20 minutes later. Is it that, it, you know, look, I don't know. Maybe they did know immediately he had cardiac arrest, right? Maybe they did. Okay. So maybe the NFL is awful and they, they knew, but I think, you know, you know, in situations like that, you don't know what's going on. They're, they're trying to get the information. I mean, I don't know what they, they probably did think, okay, maybe he had, he passed out something, you know, no, you I think I, they knew the NFL, like, they had to be, had to be communicating with the NFL. The NFL knew they had to resuscitate a player on the field, similar to what happened to Christian Eriksen, who obviously was playing in the Euros uh, for for Denmark when that occurred. We all remember that. And what did they do there? Did they like immediately cancel the game? Well, they, they, no, they played the game, but a little different circumstance. When he left the field, he gave a thumbs up. He was alert. Uh, so completely different situation. So anyway, they suspend the game. They didn't resume. The Bills fly back. So they say they're not going to play it this week. So I guess they're going to see what transpires this weekend with all the games. And then if they have to play that game, I'm guessing they may move the playoffs back. I don't know. It's It's a very weird they may agree to do a tie and just let it play out they may have a coin flip to see who you know gets the number one seed in the playoffs and again that's all secondary to demar's health uh but it's still obviously being being talked about okay wait wait wait. Uh, what's your overall opinion though i mean is your overall opinion the nfl handled it well or you think that they they should have know enough i mean certainly if they said we're going to resume in five minutes they didn't handle it well uh you know, I think not – the problem, I think, is not knowing his condition. So if they resumed play in an hour, even two hours, if they knew he was alert in stable condition like they did with Erickson, I think you resume play. The fact that, you know, they don't know his condition or we don't know and they do know – you know, the last thing, God forbid, you needed was they resume play and then they find out he passed. Oh. Right? Uh, also, it's a violent sport. You need to be fully focused 100% on the sport or another injury is going to happen. I think they did the right thing. Ultimately, at the end, canceling the game for that night. Uh, I actually thought they would play tonight, Wednesday. And then move the Sunday games to Monday and then be kind of back on schedule. But 
I think they're going to see how the Chiefs – so the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills are all fighting out for the number one seed. The Bengals were up 7-3. Uh, I, listen, I think at some point you're just going to have to flip a coin and, you know, because I don't think they're going to make up this game. I think they're going to call right. it a tie. Uh, but, you know better so, than I do. I have no so idea. DeMar, still in critical condition. Uh, no, no update. Hopefully, you know, there's a ton of medical speculation out there, which is just very dangerous. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't even pay attention to that because people have no clue. You yeah, know, you have it's, no idea. You have no clue. You have no I mean, clue. Only the people treating him know. Only he knows his family. It's it's so stupid. People have nothing else so to do. So many things. It could have been, it could have been, yes, the blow to the chest. It could have been a genetic thing. It could have been, I mean, there's so many things it could have been that, you know, let's wait for the doctors to tell us. Hopefully, it's similar to Christian Erickson. And, you know, at the end of the day, he comes out of whatever he's in and, you know, he he can you know he's a alive b fully gets fully recovered and yeah. then you know and you know hopefully he gets to play again but i think that's clearly the the third concern at this point so i did you think overall i mean i thought overall like because obviously we were watching after that and then you know i mean i did think it was good to see i mean you know the coaches for sure the two coaches of each team seem to well, get I think together that's a re- you know i, I forgot Excuse me. I think you made a very good point there. Watching it, I think what happened was, I think, again, if you believe Joe Buck and the reporting, I think the NFL gave the five minute we're going to start and the two coaches, because you saw the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, walk across to to, uh, Sean McDermott, the Bills coach, and they had a serious conversation. And I think they just agreed as coaches, we're not playing. We're not taking the field. This is this is not the time to finish this game. And you know what? We're going back to locker rooms. I think they told the NFL, tough, we're not playing. I do too. I think that's what happened, which was like I a classic. I think the coaches act. had, you know, I think the coaches just said, screw this, we're not playing, you know, to, to, to whatever degree. Yeah, because you got the NFL Players Association who was communicating NFL – you know, you can't put those players back on the field in the state they were in. Somebody's going to get hurt again, right? So, um, yeah, it seems like oh. the coaches got together and they just decided there's no way we're playing. And I, I agree with you. Then yep. the NFL, I think, probably realized, like, okay, this is super, super serious. Like, we can't continue. Listen, if the players don't take the field, there's no game. Right. What are they going to do? Like, yeah, you're if right. Both, if both teams agree. Yeah. Now, obviously, if it wasn't a tragic incident and it was something else, like a fight, and one team decided to go into the locker room, well, that's a different story. But both coaches agree. We're not putting our players on the field. What's the NFL going to do? Well, I would hope at some point the NFL, like, I would hope they are humans that run there that were like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is, you know, this is really terrible. Okay, we, we get, like. So here's the, here's the big question and the tough question. When, 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 at what point is it okay? Like, you know, we don't know his full medical status. We know he's in critical condition. You know, I hear people on Twitter saying, I read people on Twitter saying, they, the NFL shouldn't play this weekend. Uh, and that I disagree with. Oh, you yeah, gotta get, too. you gotta play. You gotta get back to play, right? The Bills are going to have to play. The Bengals are going to have to play. I think everyone else is going to have to play. Uh, I think you have, yeah, you know, 
yeah, it's a tragedy. You know, you certainly could not, from an emotional standpoint, play that evening. Uh, but I think you have to play this weekend. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I think, I think 100%. In fact, you know, I mean, just, there's just so much support for him and his family. And I think people, every team, right. I mean, you know, the outpouring oh, of like love I mean, is he like, looks like such a nice kid. Yes. Uh, 24 oh my God. years old. So I did see like, you know, obviously the video of him collapsing was all over Twitter. I saw several people, including like RG3, uh, tweet, please don't share the video. When we reported it on Fox 5, we did not show the video. Uh, we didn't show it on air or on, on Twitter, uh, which I think was the right thing to do. It was, yeah. Then, then people started sharing videos of him in a previous week running up to his mom. He, so apparently he always ran up to his mom before the game, gave her a hug before the game. There was other videos circulating about uh, him doing charity work and with children and stuff. So they were trying to just you know, flood, you know, social media with those videos rather than obviously him collapsing. Um, and listen, I thought to the best they could, I thought the ESPN folks handle it well. I thought the, 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 the main ESPN uh, pregame and, and postgame crew countdown the game's called Countdown. Uh, the show's called Countdown. I thought Bubba McFarland, Ryan Clark, later in the evening did really well. I thought Joe and Troy did well. Uh, you know, it's a tough. You know, it's tough to be in that situation because you don't want to speculate too much. You want to make sure you know people are getting information. There wasn't really much new that was developing. Um, and then I thought late night. I thought Scott Van Pelt who's always very good. Um, you know, I thought he did a real good job as well. So It's so shocking. I think, um, what'd they say? Was it 1970 something was the last time? Did a player die on the field in the seventies or did they have a heart attack on the field? In the it was like, 50 something years ago. So yes, that would make sense. So maybe it was 70 early. So it's uh, hard to believe that that was the yeah. last time that yeah, I, it's really yeah. shocking. I don't. I don't know the circumstances around that. I don't know if it was based on an injury or just a heart attack. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, know. me neither. Um, anyway, it was shocking. It was a moment. I feel like it. You know, it's so tragic. But it, you see how good people are. I feel like it unites people like across all. You know, people are just pulling for him so much. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, let's move on. I mean, you. We have a lot to cover in politics, and I so, know. We, now, so that's a good segue to another tragedy which is Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> who who wants to be Speaker of the House and just looks totally Ugh. weak, can't, can't coalesce to, 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 you know, the Republican House to get to 218 votes. He looks like he's begging Trump to help him. He... Um, you know, is making deals with... The, so there's about 20 so-called hardliners mostly from the freedom caucus so that's your jim jordan's your bigs your um gozar you know lauren bolbert marjorie taylor green and and that group who feels mccarthy um just won't lead in the direction that they believe things should go more hardline more investigations, fight the cultural wars, yada, yada, yada. Which, by the way, 
it's not surprising Kevin McCarthy's in this place, right? He's not, he's no, you know, he's not Nancy Pelosi, right? As, as much as Nancy Pelosi had pressure from the, the, the far left and, 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 and all of what they bring, she was able to get them in the right direction, right? Sure. Because they, they saw the bigger picture. Pelosi was able to, had enough power and was able to put enough pressure on everyone and also convey that the greater good is to agree, you know, to whatever that was, um, which McCarthy can't do. He's seen as weak. January 6th made him look even weaker. The way he handled it, the, 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 the way he begged, said, you know, came out hard against Trump, semi hard against Trump, and then went down to Mar-a-Lago right after that. Um, listen, McCarthy's, you know, he's not a strong, you know, you know, politician in, in, in t- I shouldn't say he's not a strong politician, just. Well, he seems bold. like a flip flopper. Hey, I mean, he does. He seems yeah, like a flip flopper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, described as being, you know, like not even a true Republican. Now, He'll go where said the- that, I do. I do wish that the pressure and the resistance against McCarthy wasn't necessarily coming from the hardliners because the hardliners are part of the problem that, with the Republican Party. They may be the problem, right? The the, the January 6th, you know, or, or the election denying. The, they want to investigate Hunter Biden. They want to fight every cultural war. They're completely pro-choice, uh, I mean, uh, pro-abortion or pro-life. Pro-life, not pro-abortion. Um, so... You know, that's the tough thing, right? It's, you know, the Republican Party needs new leadership. The problem is for McCarthy to get to the speakership, he's got to cut all these deals with the Freedom Caucus to give them more power on committees and all these other things. And that's not the group I think the Republican Party should be appeasing. Now, unfortunately, he has to appease them to get the speakership, to get to 218. Um so it's a conundrum. It, it, you know, Republican Party is a mess. A mess. Mess. They're going to give. They're going to give away too much to to the to the Freedom Caucus group, hardlining hardliner group, and uh, and, and listen, I think it's you know typical. This is where the Republican Party's headed, and it's why it's why they need new leadership, um, and. Um, so anyway, yeah, so he failed three times yesterday to get the required 218 votes. Actually, Hakeem Jeffries, who is now the minority speaker for, you know, obviously for the Dems, mm-hmm. uh, he got 212. Uh, uh, M- McCarthy only got 202. <laughs> so... Yeah. The Dems could help out McCarthy. They could give him six votes. But Hakeem Jeffries came out and said, we're not going to help them with their dysfunction. Which, I know. Which, they're probably loving it. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely loving it. Yeah. And you can't swear in Congress until you have a speaker. So it's just a mess. 
it's a complete mess. It's 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 why the Republican Party is void of leadership right now. You know, Trump's not a leader anymore. Yet they're still kind of looking to him. McCarthy's looking to help him make calls publicly, come out for him. He did, but it was a tacit, you know, endorsement. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where right. it goes. I, I think eventually he'll get there, but I think he's going to have to give so much away. Um, and I think we're in for, you know, another two plus years of complete dysfunction in the Republican Party. Um, we, the Republican Party just needs new leadership, whether that's DeSantis or somebody else. Uh, they, they really have to get new, new leadership. I mean, DeSantis is just playing it so quiet, just not a peep. Uh, listen, I think he's smart he's strategy. Right, smart strategy, right now, smart strategy. But if this is the first time I believe since 1923 that the speaker wasn't elected on the first vote, and he had three yesterday and failed. Actually, by the third vote, he lost votes. So. No, they're a, you know the Republican Party. We've said it; they're a mess. I mean, they're a total mess. Uh, what direction are they going to go? I mean, it seems like these Marjorie Taylor Greens are like uh, these outliers, but they can't get rid of them. It's I don't know. You still well, got Trump it's, lingering. It, but, it's, but this goes back to this is this is in my opinion. This is ultimately, I think it's Trump's fault, and because of January sixth, the insurrection. And I believe the abortion bill, they did not win a large enough majority in the House to make this a non-issue. If they had 240, he gets 218. If they had 238, he gets to 218. You know, they were predicting that they would have that many, that many, that, that kind of lead, 235, 240. The fact they only have 222, he can only afford to lose four votes because you have to stay at 218, and he's losing 19 or 20. So uh, just an absolute mess for, for McCarthy. They're back at it today. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But the Republican Party needs new leadership for sure. Uh, and again, <clears throat> this isn't about policy because I do think the Dems are nowhere on policy still, uh, but but we'll see. Uh and then the other crazy Republican story <laughs> is George Santos, congressman this out of Long guy. Island, who upset or wanted a, a retiring Democratic seat in Long Island. Uh, apparently lied about everything in his life. His resume. His uh, service college. record. His... That the fact his mom died in 9-11 and she didn't die until 2016. His grandparents escaped the Nazis, allegedly. It just is so... There, see, to me, there needs to be a recourse. Like, how... Like, I don't understand. I know. Like, if, he, if, he, if, he's a, if he's a newly employed CEO of a company, or not even a CEO, just what a, an executive... Right at a company. Yeah, and this comes out. He's fired the day, that day. Six seconds. Integrity clause. I don't know. Whatever you how, know. How can Congress? Listen, I, I don't know how you would do this because people did vote him in. So apparently, a Long Island newspaper had this story in September 
in, in September. Okay. And kind of didn't pick, get picked up by the local media in New York or by the network media in New York. So they published uh, it, the, the, this so local who, Yeah, so Ma- Maggie Haberman from the New York Times came out. I believe it was Maggie Haberman. You know what? Let me. I believe it was Maggie Haberman, but I'm not 100% sure. Said this is a failure of local media in New York because um, and when I say local, I don't mean like just like I'm talking about newspapers and network sure. and you know, just media in general. Um, you know, the vetting process for this, like, but there should be recourse, right? There should be some recourse. Um, yeah, like yeah, no one checks is, you're out, right, you're right. Before, before it even runs, no one checks out the resume. No one checks out, like, is this stuff real? Well, I mean, to your point, the local news, t- they did, the local paper did. Yeah. It was false. No yeah, one, so, it didn't so catch I don't, fire. I don't agree necessarily that it's a failure of local media. I just think it's a failure of the vetting process. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's a, it's a one seat in Long Island. There was other big things going on and, you know. Whatever. So just as so apparently or allegedly, no Dems are going to work with him. No Republicans want to deal with him. You know, they're going to keep him from all committees if they can. Um, he's under investigation for some fraud or some some sort of financial thing from Brazil. I, my guess is they'll figure something out, some sort of and force him to resign or or something. But what? But what a what a Total mess. I know. Um, Okay, just some rapid fire, like real quick stuff. You know, Dr. Fauci ended his, um, I don't know how many years, was it 30 years or something? Um, Head of the uh, CDC there. So, or I'm sorry, infectious disease. Infectious disease. Thank you. Yep, NIH. Uh, You know, I think we we all know how um, you stand on Fauci on this podcast, but any thoughts? Yeah, so. <clears throat> he he is clearly a very very smart doctor. He served this country for a long long time, and I applaud him for that. I believe he lost his way in the last several years. I believe he became he he was in the spotlight. I believe he. Um, vacillated and was all over the place. Um, He tried to, you know, make himself the center of attention at times. I think, you know, I think he should have been behind the scenes. I think he should have, I think he became a politician and a, and a, and a media personality. And unfortunately, and I think he tried to walk that fine line between, you know, I think he just, you know, you know, what he said mattered, and yet then he would say, well, I'm not making policy. I'm not, you know, the CDC does that, and vice, and, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, and just on and on and on. And, you know, even up to his last day, you know, he's talking about the tridemic, and then, oh, please, stop. Just stop. So, great career. Probably should have retired a few years ago. <laughs> And, um, you know, listen, he's going to write a book, I'm sure. 
he'll make a fortune if he hasn't. I mean, I know he's probably made a fortune already. And, uh, well, but it's but interesting. He- a lot of people think, you know, I don't know, the, uh, various reporters, scientists are predicting like five years, 10 years, he'll be looked back upon as like one of the worst figures of the pandemic for just the flip floppiness, the, you know, it's kind of st- – a lot of people feel like he started out being transparent. And it's true. I mean, I remember watching the press conference where he said, you know, COVID disproportionately impacts people of color. We're going to address that. It really impacts people who are obese. We're going to address that in the country. And then it was like a month later, there was just zero mention of any of yeah. that. It was like, yeah. we're, we're not talking about and obesity. We, we, we're not. It's like, what? When I say we, a lot of people were st- but yeah, you know, they tried to silence them early on, saying yes. this should be the focus should be elderly and unhealthy, elderly and unhealthy. <clears throat> when they were shutting schools down, he wasn't as vocal as he could have been. When when they were, you know, the mandates and all this other stuff that now has kind of unraveled, uh, and you know, people will say, "Well, we know more now." No, we they knew it, Dan. There was a lot of people who were saying, a lot of smart people who were saying. This is not doing anything. Uh, Well, even the impact of this vaccine, right? I mean, you know, I think people are finally coming out and saying, you know, we don't know. Like people are there's been scientific reports. There could have impacts on people, on certain people, you know, with your heart. It's just like I think I think think big picture the vaccine was a huge plus. Yes. I do think the vaccine protected um, I think it kept a lot of people alive. And I do think the comfort or protection it gave a lot of people got things back going. The politicians who want to keep going, like D.C. public schools, I've said it, they're, they're an absolute embarrassment. The fact that kids have to test yesterday and today to go back to public school after a holiday is just utterly embarrassing non-science arbitrary crap just it's kids are everyone is all over the place life is back to normal totally and you're still making kids get a negative test which by the way you test negative in the morning you can be positive that afternoon the variant for kids this that the the current variant for kids is almost zero risk the percentages are like so minute for a kid that that this the flu is more dangerous. RSV, R- right? RSV. More kids die from RSV. I know, and and for years, no one no one tested kids for RSV to go back to school. Nobody even no. Yeah, I mean, I just it's wild. Fauci's gone. <laughs> um, what do you think about in Virginia the story of a Virginia uh, Thomas Jefferson School? They're the ones that withheld the merit awards. Yeah, so that's so crazy. This is crazy. It's because it's becoming a national story. So Thomas Jefferson High School of Science and Technology, very very good school, uh, allegedly uh, did not inform students in a timely manner that they receive the annual merit award so for academics right and, and uh, so so this would have been it's for a it's you know it's acknowledgement b huge thing to put on your resume for college, or college yeah. ap- i should say college applications to either get financial or get help them get into a school or a better school and the reason again allegedly is that they didn't want to make the kids who did 
qualify or achieve, not even qualify, achieve the merit award feel bad. That's like so nuts to me. Okay, keep going. I, I cannot even believe well, that's this. that's it. I mean, it's just. Wait, do you, I guess, do you believe that's true? I don't know. I guess yeah, we can't I do. speculate. I do. 100%. I, okay. I believe that some of these public school systems and schools and principals and administrators are so concerned with the minority. I shouldn't say the minority, those who don't achieve certain things. It's like years ago, we saw schools weren't, they didn't do valedictorians or salutatorians because they felt bad. They did six, you know, from each department and then they got rid of them completely and they had a random you know, drawing on who would do give the, the the speech at the graduation. When did when did achievement become a negative in this country, right? And I do think it's that's absolutely a liberal mentality, hundred percent. And um, yeah, and so now the governor Yunkin asked the attorney general to investigate. Fox Five actually had the lieutenant governor on yesterday, uh, and you know. Did they violate their not civil rights, but there's a there's a right, you know, where they didn't let the. To me, the if if this is true, whoever made that, whomever made that decision to not notify in a time matter, absolutely should lose their job. Hundred percent should lose their job. Right? Yeah, I think the principal's in the hot I believe seat. This or whoever is, I believe made this that. is Loudon. I believe this is Loudon County Public Schools, Again? the same school district that just had to fire their superintendent and their spokesperson. And by the way, they were charged with misdemeanors uh, for the way they handled and communicated the, the sexual assault case uh, from several years back. So, yeah, not good, not good. But That's uh, crazy. Crazy, you know, crazy. And I will say Fox Five's done a tremendous job on the story because they were on it. Um, and um, Well, uh, this says it's you know, in your story. It says Fairfax County Public Schools sent Fox oh, Five sorry, a statement sorry, Fairfax. This saying is Fairfax, they're looking sorry. into the matter. Okay. Okay. So not LCPS. Sorry. My, my mistake on that part. But um, yeah. So last thing, I guess, um, one year ago today is the um, – when everyone was stuck on 95 for 18 hours. Oh God, that was another disaster in Virginia, right? When the governor and VDOT and completely messed up, for, the former governor, I shouldn't say, was not the current governor. Although the current governor had been not sworn in yet, elected, but not sworn in yet. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Just <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. You know, it's, the storm started on the 3rd and extended until the, the storm didn't. But the, the nightmare, people were stranded for 18 hours on I-95 oh. with kids, with pets, uh, and just complete mishandling of information. Yes, and VDOT. It was so wild. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. But anyway, yeah, one year ago. Can't believe it's a year already. I know. Anything so, else? Sarah, any, any New Year's resolutions for you? No, do you I don't make in them. Not I, no, in I don't make them. I mean, I you know, don't you feel like you know change? Yeah, I, don't, I don't make them either. Change happens to me like year round. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I did those for years. I always used to do the weight loss one, and by week two or three, I was like, yeah. I'm not doing the weight loss one as a resolution. I'm just doing it because 
you know, I've been eating and drinking like a freaking animal. So, <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe you function better like drinking all the time. You know what I mean? Maybe your body like. Yeah, um... we'll see. We'll see at the end of yeah. January, and then uh, yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Right? Yeah, maybe you're uh, a person that needs to drink. You know, some people well, like my, drink. My family and kids are amazed that um, I don't get hangovers. Oh my god! That as, so as long lucky. as I get like as long as I get five hours sleep. Yeah, my my young kids are not young kids. I mean, they're adult kids, but yeah, they're 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 pretty impressed. I'm not sure I should be happy about that or <laughs> impressed about it because that may you know. That's amazing. I don't even know how. I I can't even imagine what that must be like because I just like three drinks and it's like I'm done for the like the next day. I'm like I mean, so I'll be, I'll be I, like I can't fuzzy even imagine. or you know. But tired. you can function. Like that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, like I don't have headaches. I don't. Oh, you don't. You don't get nauseous. You don't feel like. No, oh. I don't get the twirlies or the whatever they're called. Wow. The, uh... Maybe you should drink. I don't know. This seems like you're an anomaly here. I, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I've I've heard people say that, or like they never get hungover. I'm like, I, I don't even oh, know. As long as I get sleep, I've been hungover before. So you know, if if you know, I'm, we're older now. We like to day drink. We'll drink up. You know, like in Savannah, we drank all day. We ate enough food and, uh, you know, you're smart about it. You're drinking like PBRs and light beer throughout the day. And then you move on to a couple, you know, scotches or bourbon or whatever. Uh, but, you know, by 1130, 1145, Kristen and I were like, okay, we're, we're old now. It's time to go. Right. And they stayed out later. at night. I love it. That's still really good. Oh, my God. We made, we made it to midnight. Over midnight one night. Not I'm talking about in Savannah, not New Year's Eve. Yeah. So uh Wow. But the, and then I pop up like you know, six thirty. So I like to go like especially when I'm on like vacation. That's amazing. I like to get up, go down to the hotel lobby or whatever, get coffee and just sit by myself and have coffee. It's it's like a thing. I I like it. Yeah, it's so great, isn't it? Just to have some alone time and ease into the day. Yeah. He's into the day, 6.30, yeah. yeah. I even went for a run in Savannah, which is just crazy. Look at you go, Patrick. Well. All right. So, uh, Sarah, happy New Year. It's happy the last New Year. time I'm going to say it. All right. Um, and we'll, we'll it's going to be there. a good year. I can't wait to see what happens right. at Fox uh, 5. We got, you knock know. Knock wood. I always knock wood. I'm superstitious. Knock wood. Knock wood. It's going to be a very good year. Um, all right. Patrick, where can people find you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Sarah. Bye.